Good morning or afternoon or evening or whatever. This is uh, Jeff and John. We're from the other side of the pulpit. I'm Jeff. He's John. Hi, John. And uh, he's a, a preacher's kid, and I'm a preacher with kids. We get together and we talk about the Bible and current events and and uh, I, I guess our theology. And we talk about a lot of different things. And, and uh, so we decided just to record these things and let people listen to them if they want to. Um, so I hope you enjoy the other side of the pulpit. Uh, let, let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much, Father, for this day and for everything you've done. Lord, we just ask you to, to bless the hearts of everyone listening to this podcast. Father, we ask you to bless the Lord, just draw me and John closer to you. Father, we ask it all in your son's holy name. Amen. All right, John. So what's our deep theological... I got to find it first. ...message for the day. Last week we talked about rightly dividing the truth, and uh, Actually, incidentally, I'm working on a sermon that I've kind of worked, I've, I've kind of preached in the past, and I'm I'm working on it for next week. It's called, and the title of it's "Room at the Cross." That's pretty good, you know, because all the disciples from the from from the uh, time they ate their meal to the time of the cross, it, it dwindled down to one disciple at the cross. But anyway, that's here to there. So what are we going to do? Well, actually, actually, we're going to kind of spin off of what you just what you just brought up about what we was talking about Tim last week. Yeah. And and Jeff, I'm 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 kind of I'm kind of seeing some things that that we've been pressed into a box, and we keep trying to press God into this into this loaf of bread that we want Him to fit into our little bread pan to where yes. we can put Him in the oven and bake Him and make Him the way we want Him, the bread of life, to be. Yeah, I'm, 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 I struggle with having to deal with people that, that think that... And that's one of the reasons why the, the, the title is Room at the Cross. I've actually preached that title before. And I don't, I haven't, not, I have not looked at my notes. But what, the way it got started was a conversation with somebody, and and people have it in their mind how you're supposed to do things and what you're supposed to do, and and the way you're supposed to do things. And, and uh, there was a friend of mine who's who pastors, and and uh, now I don't wear a tie or a jacket anymore. Mm-hmm. But I quit wearing a jacket to church, especially during the summertime. Back, it's been probably 12 years ago, 12 or 13 years ago, and I've been at the church 17 years, but it was 90-something degrees outside, and I was standing there in a jacket, a tie, sweating, and there was a teenage girl that looked at me. She said, Preacher, man, I don't know how you're standing in that jacket. She says, I'm here in a sleeveless dress, Mm -hmm. and I'm burning up. And I said, you're absolutely right, and I quit wearing a jacket that day. And I'll wear one sometimes during the wintertime. I'll wear one to a funeral and a wedding mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But on a day-to-day basis, I don't wear one because I'm so hot in nature. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But there's at the same time, a buddy of mine who pastors a church, he took his tie off and left his jacket on. And he had a guy come up to him and said, you desecrated the pulpit. He said, what, what did I do? He goes, not wearing a tie, you desecrated the pulpit. And he said, well, I'll put a tie back on. And... uh and I looked at it and, and I go, that man judged that pastor to hell for not having a tie on when, when salvation and eternal life is all about the heart and not about the look. It has nothing to do with having a tie on. Yes. <clears throat> don't get me wrong. I think we should give our very best. I don't, 
When I go, uh, when yeah. I get come to church, I I dress nicer than I do when I'm not coming to church, you know, um, you know. But but there's people that dress nicer that when they go out to a bar to party all night, they yes. dress nicer going to the bar than they yes. do coming to church. And there, there there's there's a certain sense of an internal yes of an internal position we have within us yes. That that puts importance on different things, right? Well, and, and now, now, see, here's 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 where I'm getting to with that. It's it's we have lessened the importance of coming to church and doing righteous and living godly, which is what what part of what he's talking about here in Second Timothy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've we, we've we've taken our eye off of the importance of being godly. And put the eye on the importance of being accepted by society yes. by people. So therefore, we, if the the more expensive your suit, the higher up in society you're supposed to be. Yes, we we've almost become the Eddie the Eddie Haskell of oh absolutely Christianity. Absolutely, my mom, Mrs. Cleaver, those pearls sure do go well with that dress today. You're looking lovely today, Mrs. But Mrs. Cleaver, Cleaver. I started saying Mr. Beaver. Yeah. Eddie, shut up. <laughs> yes. Um, and he's the one that's in the mischief all the time. It's absolutely. That's, that's how we live. And we're supposed to, and the appearance is becoming more than, more prevalent than the, um, the inward spiritual being. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, so go ahead, John. I'm sorry. Well, no, yeah. I mean, you're, yeah. you're just coming right on, you know, right on down the line here because when you get to Second uh, uh, Timothy three sixteen, isn't it amazing how those? Yeah. Are? All right. Yes. That all scriptures given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. Mm-hmm. It don't say anything about how well you dress or what you look like. It doesn't say anything about how much money you make or how much money you put in the offering plate. It doesn't say much about how much. It doesn't say anything about how well, how, how good of an orator you are either. Mm-hmm. How well you speak. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't say anything about the size of your congregation or the way your church looks. Now, granted, I, I'm, I got to quantify that. Yes, we, we should, we should make certain that the place we come, our sanctuaries that we come to, to worship God, mm-hmm. to bring our tabernacles into, mm-hmm. the sanctuaries that our tabernacles are brought into, yes, they should be well-maintained. Yes. They should be sufficient to cover, and, 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 and they shouldn't be derelict. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm stopping short of saying we should look at them with pride, because we shouldn't. But Correct. at the same time, they should be well taken care of. Well, it, it bless their hearts. Some some of these old, uh, and I remember back in the day when I was a kid, there was a lady in, in the community up there. Bless her heart, you know, the, the denim dress down to the ankles with the white knee socks and the blue and white tennis shoes mm-hmm. and uh, the the hair up in the bun and no makeup and make sure you got a long sleeve skirt on. That everything's covered. Everything's covered. Mm-hmm. You know. And on the back of the old broke down car, and I'm not saying I'm not derating these people, but in like it looked like it was in hand lettered shoe polish type writing, and I, and 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 I, I respect their zeal, I respect their 
their forwardness. You know, and I have the desire to be as forward and as unashamed as they would be, right? But y'all at least make it look not like something that came out of the garbage dump. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you know, when you write on, you take a paintbrush and you hand write it on your car, Jesus saves, you know, and you got scripture rolled all over the car. And well, here's my thing on, on that, because everybody's different. You know, I was, uh, I was in a neighborhood doing a survey, and one guy had this immaculate yard, it was edge trimmed, mm-hmm. and ne- his, his next door neighbor, the grass was literally waist high. Yeah. And it was high enough that he had two lawnmowers sitting in his yard, and both of them were the grass was covering the lawnmower. And um, you know, one guy had—I mean, they're neighbors. And uh, I told I told the one I said we got to come through your yard if that's all right. I said neighbor fences make really good neighbors, but they make terrible surveying jobs. But uh, but I said say everybody's got their own. Their own style and test, tech, you know, taste yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And but the other thing is, when you're when you're constructing God's house and taking care of God's house, it is God's house. Yeah. And when you you wouldn't walk into somebody's house that you respected and tear up their house. No. Oh. If yeah. you respect them, I, I'm not even talking about. A hierarchy and like going to the president's, the president's house, or, or or hanging out with the Queen of England or something. I'm talking about if you go to somebody's house where you respect them, you're going to take care of their stuff. Yes, because yeah. you respect yeah. them. Because it's somebody else's. Exactly. So yeah. if you love and respect God, you should respect and love God with the very best that yeah. you can do. Yeah. Now, and that's how I look at it. And everybody's taste is different, but. You know, and that's but but then on the other hand, you can go too far the other way with it and make a complete spectacle out of it. Yes, if you're more worried about the appearance than you are about the spirituality of the church, then you've gone too far with mm-hmm. and you. But the whole deal, yeah, because you can make something look great, but but it'd be hollow on the inside. Here's my question. Um, if you took just a snapshot of a certain area in your church and mm-hmm. you took a snapshot of a certain area in a bar, would they look the same? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. If you took a snapshot of just an area in your sanctuary uh, or in your church and you took a snapshot in, of a, at a concert, would they look the same? It, and if you, you took a snapshot of something in the church and you took a snapshot of something that's worldly, would it look the same? That's a good question. And, and that's a very good so question. So my thing is we we don't need to we need to take care of our church because it is our sanctuary away from the world. We don't need to make the sanctuary appear to be the world. But we also need to make sure that when we walk into the church that that if somebody came by, they would see. If somebody came in, they would see God's Holy Spirit yes. at work yeah. in yeah. the people. Yeah, and yeah. that's the most important thing. And have you ever tried watching a Christian concert on TV? I 
don't do. I don't watch too many concerts well, I, at all. But, I, I, yeah, I've, I've seen a couple of different. Uh, try try watching a a, and I'll just for lack of a better description, I'll say secular. Mm-hmm. You know, fill in the blank of what type yeah, of music it is. Right. Okay. Turn it. Turn the sound down. Just turn the sound completely off, and watch the similarities between the two. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see the same things. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, un, un, unless you know the groups that are up there, if you were just totally oblivious to any names or whatever, you could sit there and watch both of them and think they're about the same things. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you see the same jumping around, you see the same lights flashing, you see the same instruments being played in the same fashion on the stage, and the people on the stage doing the same things. Right. So what's the difference? It's a message. Yep. It's a message. The spirituality of the people doing what they're doing, and the, the and that's why see that's why we put so much on the physical appearance, and it's driving me absolutely crazy because I'm trying to tell people it's about what's in your heart. It's not about the numbers. It's about the the, the it's about what's you can have a a church full of po- people and not be going towards God. Um, there's, and, and look, I'm not, I don't like to use other, I don't like to sit there and label different, different sins or whatever, but, um, I, I, I've seen churches where I've been to small group meetings where there was 15 people in a small group meeting, but the met, the message that was taught, mm-hmm. the, the discussion Though they had their Bible out, was not spiritually sound doctrine. Absolutely, it doesn't matter what Absolutely. denomination you're in, but they felt good about themselves because they met, they ate, and they had a good time talking. Yeah. And they and it had nothing to do, probably absolutely nothing to do yeah. with spirituality or, or learning about God or anything. It didn't. They I met, mean, they had a good time, they well, had a good they, meal, and they were. I'll, I'll never forget the one I went to, John. It, 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 and I've, I've been to a couple of them. One of them was like they go. So we're going to read this verse of scripture, and, you t- and we're going to go around the room, and you tell us what you think it means to you. That's just a, a, an, a discussion of opinions, is what. Yes, it's not a theological discussion. It's not a sound doctrine discussion. And then they go around the room, and um, of course, I was the only one in the room. I felt like that studied the Bible based on the, the the responses. And when I gave a response, they all just kind of looked at me. Like, oh my goodness, what are you, what are you doing? And, uh, cause it, but at the same time, because I started out going, well, it's not necessarily what, what I think God, what it means to me, but what God's trying to tell us through his word. And I said, look at this. And I, and I kind of laid out, a, and, and he's like, they were like, but I think, you know, for me, I think, and I'm going, but that, that you know, but, it, but what I'm saying is, you had a group of 15 people. 15, 20 people, I can't remember exactly how many. It was, a, yeah. it was, a, it was yeah. several families yeah. that was not spiritually sound yeah. with their group. And so they felt good about themselves for meeting, but they did nothing for their spirituality. At the end of the night, they were the same leaving as they were when they got there, but yet they felt good about themselves because of the, the show they put on. It was like an inspirational, motivational gathering yes. as opposed to, yeah. yeah you I, can I, have a in, church. That's what we've gone to today in our churches. Yeah. 
you you can have a church that has very few people and they're not godly. You can have a church that has very few people and they're godly. You can have a church that has thousands of people in their church and they're they're godly. And you can have people that have a church that has thousands of people in it that's not godly. And here's the thing. That's what's killing me is people are going, well, that church over there, they just, they just don't have anything. I, I wonder why they don't have anybody in there. They're just mm-hmm. doing something wrong. Well, they may be doing something right. That's why they don't they, have anybody in there because be. they're teaching the Word of God and people don't want You don't know. They, I'm not saying that's too. what's happening, that but you don't too. know. And then you look at a church, people go, well, that church over there has got, they got a lot of people in there. Got, well, they could be doing something right. They could mm-hmm. be ministering to the lost and they could be ministering to the people who need it. And that's why people are coming to them. Mm-hmm. But they, they automatically, we automatically just start judging folks. We don't know what we need to do is worry about ourselves and mm-hmm. our own in our own church. But and it, it sounds more like what a lot of what I'm listening to today or, or what I'm hearing. I'm not necessarily listening to it because there there comes a point where you just cut it off. Yeah, I mean because you realize what it is. It's more of a motivational speech than it is the Word of God. Well, it's just they're just substituting things out of the Bible into the conversation. Well, and then and here's my the other thing too, John. This is where where the rubber meets the road is how many people are living their life looking around, thinking they're doing something good mm-hmm. because they're comparing themselves to something not good. Exactly. And I'm not talking exactly. about spiritually. I'm talking exactly. about physically looking. If I stand next to a to a sumo wrestler, I look skinny. If I stand next to uh, a guy that works out all the time, I look fat. Mm -hmm. The reality is I'm overweight. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. You can stand next to somebody and appear, and too often we've just been looking at appearances of the spirituality and not looking at... If my brother and I stood to get side by side the day he had a heart attack and said, one of y'all is going to die, my brother would have shook my hand and said, mm-hmm. I'll take care of your family for you. Mm-hmm. And he and, and I just said, I appreciate it. And then he died later. He, you know, he, mm-hmm. it, that, that didn't happen, but, he, didn't, but he died. He in died the gym. In the gym working out. His in physical appearance was a lot better than my physical mm-hmm. appearance mm-hmm. with his physique. But his heart wasn't as good as my heart, mm-hmm. and he's dead now. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what people are looking at the physical, the outside, and they're comparing themselves. And so they stand there. And so when you start doing that, you start comparing yourself to the people that that make you look good. Mm-hmm. And the, and the truth, the reality is, is what we need to do is instead of comparing myself to somebody, I don't. Mm-hmm. If I compare myself to you, then then you're the measurement that I'm comparing, that I am setting mm-hmm. myself up for. and Or pulling yourself down too. Well, to be honest with you, John, and I'm not being mean, but if I'm, if, if I'm comparing myself to another human being, another man, <laughs> another woman, another child, it is easy to find somebody Absolutely. that doesn't challenge you as a person Absolutely. to do better. Absolutely. Because... Absolutely. Yes, if I compare myself with you about certain things, then I'm gonna I'm gonna look really good. But if I compare myself to you about other things, I'm gonna look really bad. And that would be a stretch now. <laughs> well, it depends on what you're talking about. See, we're talking about a physical thing, so you know, you're not as fat as I am. You don't have as much gray hair as I have. You can weld better than I can. 
you can drive a truck better than I can because I can't drive a big rig. You know, I mean, you see what I'm saying? Like you can, there's, there's certain things that you can do that I can't do good. And if I compare myself to you, then I, I on those things, then I look really bad. But wait a minute now. But now when it comes to being um, uh, other things, then I look really good. Yeah, you have four offspring and I don't. I'm not sure that's a good comparison right there because some of them are just like me. (laughs) (laughs) And one of them is just like you. (laughs) I had nothing to do with that. I know. It's quite obvious. I had nothing to do with that. I think it's it's the aftermath Uh, of him looking up to you. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Bless his heart. What does his mother used to say? He just don't know no better. I know. Uh, it's like you see, John. Don't be like him. Don't be like him. But but here's the thing, though, though John. We we have the people. We're looking. That's the way people are looking at. It. Instead of saying, "Here's the comparison I need to do," is I need to read the Word of God and compare my life to what God says, so that yeah. I can make a change. Which is what which is what Paul exactly is writing, writing right to here. Timothy about. Yes, uh, he's talking to him about evil men and imposters and 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 how he should preach the word and how people are not going to endure sound doctrine. Right, which is where we're at today. Oh, absolutely, nothing's changed. Mm-mm. People it's... people keep thinking that that this book changes. This book does not change. Mm-mm. That people keep thinking, well, this is a different time and a different set of circumstances. No, nope. it's not. The same things that are going on today are the same things that Adam fell into in the garden. Mm-hmm. It's the same things. Yep. It's the same things. Nothing has changed. Read the book of Deuteronomy and you see the, 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 that, uh, how they tried to purge out evil. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as it, in uh, Deuteronomy 21, it says if you, if, if you find somebody who's been murdered and left and you don't know who the murderer is... If you watch the news every day this week, you'll find somebody murdered that you don't know who the murderer is. Yep. There was a guy they found in, in Troop County, I want to say about two weeks ago, and he was dead, and there was bullet holes in his car. Now, I don't know if he was murdered or if there was bullet holes in his car and he had a heart attack riding down the road. I mm-hmm. don't know. But when you hear that he had bullet holes in the car and he was found dead, you kind of feel like somebody shot him. Yeah. Was it? Now, the speculation what was it? Nobody, nobody knows. knows at this point. Nobody yeah. knows. And they'll do an investigation. Hopefully they'll find out. But if you go back to Deuteronomy chapter 21, if you find somebody dead in the field and you don't know who killed them, mm-hmm. this is what you do. Same thing. Same thing. Don't. Same thing. We should be purging same out thing. the evil today, just like, not the exact same way, but we should be purging out the evil and, and taking care of the stuff. Not according, so, not according to the politicians, though. <laughs> yeah, because they'd be the first to go. They'd be the first to go, and they know it. Yes, they know it. it but and it, anyway, let's get off of that. <laughs> yes, definitely. Because you will, I will get extremely agitated at that. Yes, me and you both. Uh, anyway, but it, but it does. In, in uh, three thirteen, it says, "Evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived." And what does Paul tell Timothy? But you must continue in the things you have learned and been assured of. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's where we are falling short on a on an astronomical basis. The the problem I find, John, is so many people are hung up, are hung up in that other part mm-hmm. of concerning themselves. They're not they're not concerning. They're not looking at what they've learned and what they've been taught. 
they're looking at the world around them and they're getting caught up in the world around them. And it's easy to do. It's easy to do. How many times have we get, got, gotten caught up in the world around us? Somebody mm-hmm. somebody walking in and they start fussing about something. Next thing you know, we're fussing about it. And we're right in the middle of conversation. Yes. Yeah. Or somebody come up and gossip and we, and, and we, don't, we don't... Normally, we don't gossip. But somebody comes up and starts gossiping and all of a sudden, next thing you know, we're gossiping. Mm-hmm. I, um, somebody comes up and starts doing something. Next thing you know, we start doing it. It's because we're, we get caught up in the world around us. And that's when we need to stop what we're doing and make a change in our life. Are, are we trying to be approved when we do that, trying to be approved of people? Or are we trying to be approved of God? Now, our, our third choice. I'm, I was... Go ahead. A third choice is, are we trying to have self-approval that too which i think that being self-approved and people approved are synonymous because we we concern ourselves more about that if we're trying to be god approved we may not approve of how we were living because we're not we know that god didn't get Mm -hmm. approval Mm -hmm. so we will as we make a change then because our desire is to serve God, then being God approved by for a Christian standard would be self approved. Mm-hmm. Because you're trying to live for God, it's not a it's not the same as being self approved with the world because if you look around and compare yourself to the world. Mm-hmm. But I like I'm never gonna be satisfied with who I am as a Christian because I'm never gonna be the perfect Christian. Not here. Right. Not here. Until I meet God, I'll always be continuously growing. Yes. So my my satisfaction in self has more to do with am I seeking God and I'm, am I seeking God spiritually and, and seeking His wisdom to change my life? Um, am I better? Am I, am I growing stronger today towards God than I was this time last year? Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was in the world, my approval is if I meet the world standard, I'm happy. Well, and, and see herein lies something else too. When you start talking about that, when you when you start talking about being accepted in the eyes of people mm-hmm. and being accepted in the eyes of God, we're already accepted in the eyes of God. Why? How do we know that? Because He sent His Son. Mm-hmm. He paid the price for us. He bought yeah. us back. Yes. Now, our pride keeps us from surrendering and submitting to that. Yes. Why? Because we have to give up ourselves. Yes. Does that make sense? We mm-hmm. have to give up who we think we are or want to be. Yes. And surrender ourselves into, into submission to Him, which we don't want to do. We don't want to give us up. Right. We want to keep us. And and the the more we are accepted by everybody around us, the better we feel about ourselves. Absolutely. The more we got approval of everybody. And how do we do that? We do that by, uh, there's a word called emulation. Mm-hmm. It's making us look good. Yes. That's how we get approval of everybody else. Yeah. And, we, and, and in doing that, then that's how that, how that pride and all of that starts growing in us. And that's, that's how the deceit of the world starts coming into us. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, man. Well, I mean, Jeff, you could probably get up there and start changing you. You know, your your format and the way you speak, and and and, mm-hmm. and just a lot of things about the way you deliver a message. And this church could probably be full in about two months. Why? Mm-hmm. Because people are liking you're tickling their ears and giving them what they. Mm-hmm. And you're gaining in position because number one, your salary's increasing. Why? Because people coming into the church is increasing. Mm-hmm. The, the, you, you see the 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 chain reaction that goes on with that. Mm-hmm. But then you come back and you start preaching the word and submission and, and give it up and surrender, th- and people are going to start leaving. Why? Because they don't want to hear that because it doesn't do them any good. I tell you something else too, and this is some people want to hear good. They want to hear the preaching. Yeah. But when the preacher gets out of the pulpit, they want the preacher to be just like them. Yeah. They don't, and I'm not saying. I'm not saying a preacher's better than them, but I'm saying that I've had people go, so you're not going to drink beer with me? And I go, no. No. They go, why not? I said, well, multiple reasons. Do you want the long list or the short list? It's not because I can't. I said, the long list is... I have I have addictive personalities in my family, so it's mm-hmm. not wise for me to start a, 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 any kind of activity that could get me addicted to anything, uh, cigarettes, chewing tobacco, mm-hmm. alcohol, mm-hmm. drugs, mm-hmm. anything like that. When I when I have surgery and I they prescribe pain medicine for me, I don't take the last pain. I always try to leave the last pain mm-hmm. pills in the bottle, so I know that I'm not addicted because I, I go I want one, but. It, because I'm hurting, but I don't have but to have it. it. So there yeah. it is right there if I really need it. And then after I get better, I throw it away, mm-hmm. flush it down the toilet. Uh, that's that's what the second thing is, if I walk if 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 I walk into a liquor store and come out with with alcohol and people know I'm a preacher preacher, many people will look at me different. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. They, and they go No matter what your reason of was going in there and getting yes, it for. It. No matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. And so so they, they look at me different. And and um, and because I when you're when you're in church leadership, you're in a fishbowl. Mm-hmm. People look at you different, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the same people look at me. And go, they go, so it's okay not to drink with other people, but it's not okay to drink with me. And I go, well, nobody should get offended by me choosing to drink or not to drink. Right, exactly. Nobody Which has goes- that right. But here's the thing. They were they were offended because I wouldn't drink with them. Probably because the Lord was dealing with the fact that they that alcohol had a control on their life, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not because alcohol is is a sin, but because alcohol had consumed them. It, exactly. If that makes sense. Exactly. And so they were getting defensive. So see that there's there's therein lies the problem. People are are, are they want the pastor. To come down and approve their life, the way they're living, mm-hmm. and the the sermon is just a message for other people to hear. Mm-hmm. So they don't mind a preacher that gets up there and preaches the gospel. They just want a pastor when he gets out of the pulpit to approve of their life mm-hmm. and make them feel good about what yes, they're doing. So, exactly. so yeah. they want me to drink with them, and they want me to, to do this with them. They mm-hmm. want me to gamble with them. They want me, and I'm not talking. I, Look, I'm not saying all the, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. I enjoy going to football games. I enjoy sport, sporting mm-hmm. events. That's who I am. It's not a sin. Mm-hmm. But 
people go, well, you'll go over there to the, that ball game. I'm like, well, that's because I like ball games. I don't really care to go to a so, you know, B, I mean, a spelling B. I, I want to go to, you know, so, but yeah, oh yeah, but yeah. they they want a pastor who's going to get out of the pulpit and approve of their life the way it is. Mm-hmm. And if the pastor does not approve of their life, then they get offended by that. In other words, they want they want someone that brings into their life no condemnation or guilt or anything. Yes. Goes back to what the word yes. says, and I'm and and I'm not even talking about judging somebody. I'm not looking walking up going, John, you're going to hell because of this. I'm talking about just not being. A, if if you looked at me and said, "Hey, um, let's skip church so we can go play golf or whatever," yeah. I mean, I'm talking about let's um, let's go flirt with these women or something. Yeah, yeah I'm talking about let's you know what name something that would interfere with. My relationship with yeah. God, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it's not it's it's not a judgmental thing if we are truly believers, because right. we've already been judged. Yes, and it's, God, and it's right. a God, positional uh, responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's a stewardship. It's 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 us being able to. Not even make a presentation, mm-hmm. but to live a life to where we put ourselves aside mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and live in the spirit of God that He's mm-hmm. given us to live in, which is an overcoming thing. It overcomes the world. Yeah, but we just we we lose focus about what that actually is. Yes, uh, and we're way over again as usual. As usual, we try to cut it off at at thirty minutes. But look, we walked in and sat down. So John goes, "What you gonna talk about?" I, said, I don't know. What you gonna talk about? He goes, "I don't know." I was thinking about something in Timothy. I was like, "Okay," and we got to talking. So and we talked thirty minutes. We can John and I could literally go on for another couple hours on this. Um, here's a it, just kind of a recap. Um, the the things that frustrate me and John folks is is and and really true Christians, true godly men and women. Are we trying to serve God, and we're trying to we're trying to to help the Spirit and control and 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 lead ourselves closer to God and others closer to God spiritually, while the world is comparing physical, the world is is wanting people to to condemn, condone what they do instead of condemn what they do. Uh, the the world wants somebody to come in there and 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 approve of an unrighteous lifestyle and join the crowd and come on in. Yes. You know, let's have fun. Yes. And the whole deal is um we we're not we're not here to condemn somebody to hell, but we're also not here to condone somebody's worldly life. We're also not here to compare ourselves with other people. We're here to we're here to make sure that our light, that that we're that we're allowing God to shine His light through us, which is why we call this the other side of the pulpit. Yes, that there's a man that stands on the, the other, other side, side of the pulpit. pulpit. You know, I'm gonna leave it with this right here, John. We'll let you close with prayer. Um, but here's, if you look at a headlight on the newer cars yeah there's a bulb in there mm-hmm. and then and after a while that cover gets kind of dirty mm-hmm. 
and it gets can you got to have something to polish up, polish it up. Once you polish it up, you can see better. Mm-hmm. But you don't realize how dim it is until you polish it up. Mm-hmm. And that's what as Christians we need to be doing to ourselves is polishing ourselves so that the light of God can shine brightly mm-hmm. through us, mm-hmm. so that others can see. Mm-hmm. Our job is not to be the light, and our job is not to tell others to clean the light, to clean the others' glass. Mm-hmm. Our job is to polish ourselves and let the light so that the light us. can shine through us for others to see. Exactly. And so we're not the light, but the light shines through us. Yes. And when we start comparing ourselves, then we say, well, that lens is dark, dirtier than me, so I'm okay. Mm-hmm. That's not the point. The point is make yourself clean. Be the best headlight we can. Yes. <laughs> Close us in prayer, John. Father, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for the opportunity to share and just to get on and talk and just show anybody that's listening that just because we are who we are sitting here on this side of the of the device here, that, that we're human. We're human. Mm-hmm. We're faulted. We're failed. Mm-hmm. We, we make mistakes. We blunder. We, we do all kinds of things. But it's the grace of God that has saved us from that and taken the judgment off and give us an opportunity to let the light of God shine through us. Father, go with us now as the rest of the week as we attempt to do whatever job we try to do or even in retirement to do nothing as good as we can do. Uh, and just, just keep our hearts and our minds focused on you. And I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.